Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Young Me Mayor. And I'm Brian Park. Man, we got such a great episode for you this week because we had that relationship episode with Julia Shiplett and Mike Wynn. Well, that was an old episode. That was an old episode. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that stupid. No. Brian, Brian's like, get it together, young me. <laughs> okay, we had that episode. It was very popular. So we have another one very similar with two new guests, friends of the pod that you love. And you already know who they are because it's on the title. But before but, we introduce them formally, yeah, what are we gonna do, Brian? We're gonna do some Patreon shoutouts. Okay, what what's Patreon? I don't know. I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm acting. What's Patreon? Uh, I don't know what that is. Listeners, young me and I, we talked about how we bought an Asakura flashlight, and we are still in the hole <laughs> We're in financially. Debt. The hole. We're in the hole. <laughs> 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 uh, that's funny. Oh god, that's the funniest thing I've ever said. Um. Well, if you like the podcast, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash feelingasian. And uh, it makes us really happy when you do that. And we try to make you really happy by giving you a fun shout out on the podcast. Yeah, but we're at, at this moment, we've just made everyone really mad so far. So, but well, one let, day. Let's continue to make people mad. <laughs> Are you ready, Young Me? Yeah. First shout out for this episode goes out to Melissa Stefan. Melissa has no idea what an Asa Akira flashlight is. And that is... Uh, that's, you know, that's a happy place to be, I feel like. Melissa, <laughs> 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 ignorance is bliss. Keep doing you. Uh, next shout out goes out to Thomas Belfer. Thomas, uh, you probably studied humanities at a liberal arts college and you taught English in Korea for two years after you graduated. That That's a mean shout out. That's, <laughs> that wasn't a complimentary one. <laughs> Oh man, not Thomas, but the white guys that live in Asia for too long are weird. I'm just gonna not I'm Thomas just, though. Not not he's a n- normal one. Thomas is has tell. a great heart. And that's yeah. why he did it. I can tell. I mean, duh, he's giving money to a Patreon. Thank you, Thomas. Next <laughs> shout out goes out to James Fallisgard. James James taught English in Korea, but he was one of the creepy ones. <laughs> <laughs> he had an re- inappropriate relationship with his college-age students. Oh, yeah. Wait, no. No. No, no. No, no. I don't agree with you on Why? that. You're on your own on that. Really? Yeah. Inappropriate meaning he gave them shoulder massages. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, James, I think you work for a nonprofit and you compost on the weekends. You sound like you know something about James. Like, you know, he's like a millionaire or something. No, 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 no. He's a great person. I love him. James. Uh, it's all about <laughs> yin and yang. I think right. you made him regret his Patreon donation. I'm, I'm trying kidding. to bring him back. Okay, okay. Uh, our next shout out goes out to Kaylee. Kaylee, is it spelled like K-A-L-E-I-G-H-F-H-T-A? No, it's <laughs> it's K-A-E-L-I. Okay, so she's not white. Um, Kaylee, <laughs> I don't know. If, I'm getting, I know this is probably just like the name, but I'm getting like cheerleader vibes. Yeah. Cheerleader uh, pipeline into working in finance vibes. Like she's an important <laughs> business person and she wears stilettos. And I'm this so is impressed by that. And this is a mean shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one for the episode goes out to Stephen Cow. Stephen lives in San Francisco, really into crypto and NFTs. That's my shout out for him. That's a good one because that's the Brian's dream. <laughs> he just described what he wants to be. <laughs> There's nothing more that I want right now than to be an art Basel fucking looking at NFTs. You know what, Brian? You could do this. I believe in you. 
Anyway, those are our shout outs. If you like our podcast, please support us on Patreon because all those other people that we just shouted out left, they t- rescinded yeah. their donations. And <laughs> help me obtain my dream. I, I want to buy an NFT. Will with you this share Patreon with me money. if you buy it? Oh, we can't. I can't. Okay. That's It's non-fungible token. I literally can't share it with you. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you heard it here Indeed. first, listeners. <laughs> Uh, Youngmi, I think it's time to introduce our wonderful guests. Oh my god, I'm so formally, excited. Formally, formally introduce. Yeah, formally. So you you've already seen their names on the um on the thing when you clicked on the podcast, but we're doing another relationship dating slash sex episode. And joining us this week to discuss are the hilarious. Both of them are hilarious comedians. You know them because they've done our live show. They've done they the pod and the podcast before. They have huge followings based in New York City. The hilarious. Former Google employee Jenny Arimoto. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hi, thank you for having me. And give it up for uh, former diver Dylan Adler and dog walker. What's up? Former dog, former diver. Is does that something about you that I don't know, Dylan? Yeah. Well, at college, I, I dove competitively for my school but it was d3 it was very it was very chill what's d3 it's division three it's the lowest division possible oh, well. <laughs> so i mean I higher dove. than i ever got diving. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but it was it was not that intense at all i have to say dylan you have a swimmer's body that makes sense you do do swimming huh i did i that i used to do like in high school that was like my main thing but then i nice. stopped to do diving Nice. Mm. Wait, that's so cool. Also, I'm a swimmer, former swimmer as well. Wait, oh, and we're really? also from the Bay Area. We're, we're actually one Bay person. Yeah, we're one person. <laughs> we're all related. We're both just gay men. Yeah. But, like, um, you can tell. Yeah. My sensibilities. The yeah. only other diver I know is uh, Thomas Tom Daly. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Are there, is this offensive if I ask if there are a lot of gay men in diving? It's the gayest sport, I think, other than ice skating. Oh, okay. Gymnastics mm-hmm. is very straight, but diving, at, on the, at the school that I was at, um, everyone was gay on the team. Whoa. Every single man on the team happen? was gay. Whoa. I know, right? It's just like, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say anything <laughs> weirder than eugenics. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I just think it's like a very lyrical, kind of like yeah. floaty, artistic, kind of like, the precision kind of like neuroticism mm. that i don't know kind of gays c- will gravitate towards so that is a stereotype yeah sure okay. but dylan sure. is gay so yeah you yeah. can say it yeah you can say it. i'm not gonna say i yeah. didn't say it we brian can't. said it well i said it <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i said it um okay well I was going to joke more about that, but we should get going. We should have a lot of um, questions. Yes. So listeners, topics. we asked you what your questions were for us, and we were overwhelmed with so many thoughtful and insightful responses. Yeah. So we, you know, unfortunately, we're limited in time, so we couldn't get to all of your questions. But we got, we're going to get to five, five, and I'm just going to name them up top really quick, and I'm going to read you some comments, uh, and then we're just going to go around and discuss all of them okay. in no particular order, just chaotic, you know, giving Brian anxiety because he likes, you know, order, and I don't. <laughs> but okay, so here are the topics. Once again, we got a lot of questions about interracial dating, um, so that's one of the topics, interracial dating. The second topic is Asians dating Asians in all sorts of different forms. Um, the third is dating as an Asian man slash dating Asian men, which I think all of us have done in one way or the other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the fourth one is coming <laughs> out, coming out during the pandemic. Copy that. <laughs> and, and the last one is Asian 
features, physical features, which okay. has oh, been, interesting. you okay. know, it's, it's a hot button topic and okay. you know, we're all just going to, we're all just going to get canceled today. So oh, okay. relax. Your careers are over oh, after it's this. It's about time. Right? Okay. Honestly, I was stressed about it. This is a blessing. No, this okay. is actually Now we're really free. Good thing. Finally. After this, we just Fuck. be conservative. Let's go for a walk. Yeah. I love Joe Rogan. Just <laughs> Finally, I can <laughs> say it. Finally, I love I Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so pretty. No, I don't know. Um, but yeah. All right. So I'm going to, um, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to touch on the first topic. So last time we also touched on the interracial dating because we've got so many questions about it. And again, once again, so many questions about it. I think last time we sort of focused on white people and Asian people dating white people because mm. as this time, the bulk of the questions deal with that. But we do get questions about dating other cultures and other races. And um, I guess before should i just read the comment first and then we can just bounce off there or should Let's we just do it. okay Let's so do the, it. the comment that i chose the question that i chose is i'm going to keep everybody um anonymous she says hi this is actually more of a relationship with your parents question than a dating question because i'm a korean woman dating a black man with marriage in mind for some time in the future and my parents are threatening to cut ties with me if i do marry him Whoa. How do I change my parents' mind into agreeing to the marriage? That's the question. And I just want to say, you know, like last time, my favorite advice was don't talk to your parents. <laughs> just never see them again. Youngmi, yeah. you, out of us four, you were once married. Why don't you go first as I... the one with marriage experience? Okay. <laughs> Here's what I think. I think if they're... This is very tricky. And I know last time I was like very much like I'm okay with cutting my parents off. Right. Mm -hmm. Like because um, I think last time how we discussed this topic was if you are dating a white person and their parents are racist. Right. Then mm -hmm. I'd be like, you have to cut off your racist white parents. I don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like you are my partner. And in this, this is almost like flipped. Yeah. I think this is the same thing. If this was me, if I was this woman, I I, I'm I'm talking about myself here. I'm not trying to give this person advice. Yeah. I would personally not talk to my parents if they couldn't get on board with something that essential to my core beliefs, yeah. like being anti-racist. Like, I feel like that's such a core belief to me mm -hmm. that if yeah. that's like something that's crossing the line for me where I'm like, I can't talk to my parents because mm -hmm. this is too important to me. Mm -hmm. And right. it reminds me of the therapy episode we had with the Asian therapist where he said somebody asked about that topic of like cutting off your parents. Mm -hmm. And the Asian person asked the question like, oh, are the therapist is um, Dr. Peter Adams. <laughs> Adams. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and he said, he said, oh, like instead of saying there is no way that I'm going to cut my parents off, you just list in your head what the things would be that would make you cut your parents off yeah like yeah. you draw your boundaries yeah before you get there and so for me personally that would be a boundary that would unfortunately be right if my parents crossed that i i couldn't deal with it but it sounds like yeah. this person wants to preserve a relationship with their parents from the verbiage yeah. of the question of, yeah i mean i'm guessing obviously mm. everybody does right right yeah, they, like, yeah. I think there's just no surefire way, obviously, to like convince anyone of anything. Mm -hmm. But I agree. I think you have to just draw your own boundary and decide like what is priority to you. 
I do think that, and granted, I don't know the context of this person's parents. Watching my parents in the past like 10 years, they've changed like immensely, though it's been slow, like socially. Yeah. Um, in terms of like being much more understanding of like racial dynamics and also um like LGBTQIA like topics. Like it's obviously the world is just becoming more aware of it, but I will give my parents credit. They are also trying and they are learning, though they say things that are problematic sometimes. I think they are changing and part of it's just like continually trying to engage on those topics. And so I don't think you have to cut them out immediately. Like you can kind of give them a chance to learn. But I think yeah. at a certain point you have to decide what your boundary is. And if if they're if you're if you're going to marry this person that you want to get married to and they're not okay with that, then that's a boundary. Yeah, I think ultimately, this person is very in love with their partner, and they it comes down to at what expense are they going to sacrifice their own love for their partner? And right. it's ultimately in the parents' control. It's there. It's mm-hmm. all up to them and their willingness to. Um, you know, to be decent people. And, you know, I mean, also, I was thinking about this and my, what, what you were also saying, what you were all, my grandparents told my mom, I remember my mom told me this, that she was allowed to date white people and Asian people and that was it. Mm. That's Ooh. what they told her. And <gasps> my cousin is now dating, their partner is black and I think now, like, my grandparents are so much older, they're accepting and they, they've come around. But also it's like such a anti-blackness is such a huge, it's like very, it's like can't be ignored that there's a history of that Yeah. Mm-hmm. in the Asian community. Yeah, um, sure. But I also do feel like it's fully, like, they can do what they can in their control, but ultimately it's up to the parents yeah. to, like, yeah. to to come around and if they yeah. don't come around then I, I don't know that's just what my my guts are like. I agree with your gut yeah like you're not it's it's on the parents to come to their own conclusions and realize yeah. and come to that like realize mm-hmm. their wrongdoings or how their perception might be harmful but I yeah. don't think you'll be able to change them no that's what I'm saying I'm yeah. gonna be like I'm not gonna be able to change so you so then it becomes yeah. an evaluation like, of how much out. am I willing to compromise yeah. for love Mm. yeah 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 i mean the, that's what i'm saying though if like my parents are like no then i'll be like okay bye like i don't have time for that right yeah. but then i also realized i was like i'm gonna cut my parents off if they said that but then i realized the message said her parents are threatening to cut her <laughs> right uh, right so it's like yeah but i get uh, it though because my relationship with my parents are, is is very valuable and so if mm. they threaten to cut me off that would definitely make me like it would impact my relationship for sure. Because mm-hmm. I want my parents to have a, mm, a, a dynamic yeah. or a, a relationship life. with my partner yeah. in my life. Mm. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, ov- you know, obviously they wouldn't say something like that, but. <laughs> another. I was going to, yeah. It's so complicated. Also, I just want to know, and I, I understand that people might disagree with me listening to this. I personally think it's very different hearing white people are racist toward people than other people of color because mm-hmm. i feel like there's like i don't know it's like coming from a different sort of place obviously it's the same the overall effect is still horrible but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i feel like they're i feel like 
there is a little bit more understanding when it comes to groups that are you know other like people of color yes, where this like yes you know where it's yeah. like a white person's straight up just like oh my god you can't be racist you know right sure. yeah i don't know all right well that was interesting yeah off to a uncomfortable start <laughs> <laughs> um should we move on to the next do you have anything else you want to say about this topic of mm. race and then and i guess this is like what the person said it's like a parents thing anything else i i think i think they're pretty much yeah it's just yeah so that's so comp i mean hard that's so difficult and i really my heart goes out to that yeah person. and i know that like yeah. all, you want your parents to love you enough to see around it yeah. but like li- i understand that some people literally can't yeah. and it, it is yeah. just not within your control and as long as you don't feel like you need to fight for that thing or like push for it yeah. like you just have to know that what you can do is what you can do and then you have to live your life yeah. can i just say something that i remembered i can't believe i forgot this <laughs> my childhood friend one of my best friends when i was a kid i saw her years later mm-hmm. and she secretly married her boyfriend who was black mm. she's korean and she never told her parents and wow. this was like five years ago i don't know yeah. if she's still married yeah but she was like no she had literally no plan on telling them that oh, they got married wow. secretly right so the so parents just don't know they just they have just no idea know. and they also live in korea got okay. it so yeah. i mean that's i don't know like you know i i guess that's a, something you could do sure. i'm not recommending it <laughs> yeah. but this is a this is a thing yeah uh, yeah i'm just bummed that bums me out i know huh <laughs> and i feel bad for the koreans, koreans. Yeah. <laughs> the hell is wrong koreans. <laughs> hey also it. japanese yeah what's wrong with us what's wrong with koreans hey, we're fucked we're too. So, oh my god it's two koreans and two japanese people by the way we kept you on that side oh, <laughs> very charged episode. oh you know what? what okay speaking of japanese against koreans yeah. next oh qua- next topic right. yeah. asians oh. dating asians okay. yeah. and okay. this is kind of yeah. similar to the interracial because it's more like intercultural mm-hmm. yeah. um so the two messages i got that i wanted to talk about were number one somebody asked should asian people feel weird about dating only asian people and then the second comment that I thought was very interesting, it would be really incredible to discuss relationships between U.S. born Asian Americans and people from Asia, especially inter-ethnic relationships. I feel there's still a lot of stigma and it would be good to hear both sides of what dating is like, parentheses, commonalities and culture gaps. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's tackle the first one. Yeah. Is it weird to only date Asians? Is there anyone in here that only dates Asians? No, 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 no. I don't think it's weird, though. I don't think me it's neither. Yeah. I don't think it's weird because naturally, like on paper, you are going to have shared like there's a common yeah. universal cultural experience that yeah. comes with being like with another Asian person. You're yeah. going to have like, yeah, th- there's like more overlap there in yeah. how you were raised. But I, I think it's only weird if it comes like if you examine why I'm dating this person and if it's, but that's the thing. If you're like the type of person who exclusively only dates Asian people and it's like for a weird reason, I don't think you're going to have the self-awareness to understand that. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're only dating Asian people because your parents, you really want your parents approval and they really drilled it into you that you want to, you got to marry Asian. Mm -hmm. I think that would fall into the umbrella category of being kind of weird. Like, 
I, I don't know. I don't even know if that's weird itself too. Cause if this to that person, I'm just like spiraling here. No, I think but, we, it's, I know what you're saying. I feel like it's only yeah. weird if you think it's weird. Does that make sense? Like if I understand you're being weird ease, about it. Yeah. Like weird. just don't be weird about <laughs> yeah. it. Just like date yeah. Asians. Don't be weird. Um, I feel like it, there is an ease in culture. So I understand that. Yeah. And then there obviously you have to examine your own reasons. If it is because you think you should only date Asian, then maybe that's a thing to think about. Right. But I don't think mm. it's inherently weird. Like white people only date white people. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's, it's not as weird. weird as just white people dating yes. white people. And also, I do feel like with that, like maybe it's like Asians who grew up in very insular Asian communities. So, who's around them? It's like other Asians. Yeah. So, where, like, where are they going to find? Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't grow up in an insular Asian community. So, I think, you know, kind of like what Brian was saying, I think it depends on the situation and there's a very large range of it being weird Mm -hmm. because there are people you know like brian was saying if you're doing it just to make your parents happy and you're not you want to date other people and you're not that's Mm -hmm. not good yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and then maybe and then the insular thing dylan like a lot of people when they immigrate to america their parents will put them in those communities like if you're vietnamese you only see other vietnamese people and then obviously you're going to end up dating just vietnamese people or Mm -hmm. whatever and like that could happen and that's definitely not weird that's just your neighborhood yeah um but oh the and the white person dating thing i think is interesting because we we talk about the statistic a lot but they did this test about people that live in america and like other people are uh have a lot of more diverse friends but white people don't like they're the one group that only sticks to each other mm-hmm. in, even in relationships yeah, much more than other groups. So it's like, yeah, I mean, that's saying something too, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, it's like a, such a big range. And also to be honest, like maybe some people will even make it kind of racist and weird and be like, I, I only date Asians cause Asian pride, but also that sort of feels like a reclaiming or sure, something, yeah, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even, I think, in my opinion, like an Asian being like, yeah, I, lo- I love dating Asians is better than like, I only fuck with white people. That's that. That feels a little more like, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. Yeah. Because this goes back to Yoe's episode weird. on oh, Invisibilia. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like if you, if at any point it becomes a dehumanized experience is when it yeah, becomes that's weird. Yeah, that's it. Because like, I feel, I feel like now amongst a lot of Asian Americans, maybe previously we had not dated other Asians. And I have a few friends in my circle who are making a concerted point to be like, I'm going to try to date more Asian. Yeah. But then mm. when it becomes like a spreadsheet almost, where you're like, oh, oh yeah, from yeah, this yeah. point forward, I'm only going to match with Asians on date. But I don't know. Like, is that... That's the thing, though. It's like, yeah. it, it just feels weird, but sure. maybe it isn't. Because you you do have to put the extra effort to make those things happen. Because mm-hmm. we live in America, and more likely than not, you're going to like subconsciously maybe just match with white people. Mm-hmm. So it takes an extra effort, yeah. which makes yeah. it feel awkward. I just feel sure. like any hard and fast rule always mm. makes me feel weird in general. Like with anything, where okay. it's like I'm I'm only gonna date Asian people from now on who are this height and mm. this vibe or whatever, yeah. whatever. This job, I feel like that always. I'm always kind of like mm, that yeah. feels borderline a little bit weird. But that's because you're prescribing that to yourself. Sure. But also drawing off of what you were saying about making a little concerted effort, I was feeling like, like eight months ago, I was feeling like that but not with relationships but with friendships kind of like a a little more of an effort to like um make you know closer and deep connection bonds with other asian people Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know there are some times where there's some people it's like 
oh, like, you know, we were, it's like the connection, maybe like, you know, maybe it's just like different personalities or something. But I do feel like out of that effort, I was able to find like a really incredible group of Asian. like queer Asians that I feel incredibly close to. So that effort didn't go to waste. So yeah, I feel like you've talked about that, Dylan, yeah. and other Asian, maybe Jenny even talked about this, I did. like that yeah. during, even especially during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, Asian people were seeking out other Asian yes. people to yeah. become friends with. Yeah. And maybe some people, you know, took that into the relationship arena yeah. because there was this feeling of like, yeah. we're going through this something together. Yeah. And, yeah. Or that's even like a realizing like there's a dynamic with my, with white, with like my relationships with white people, friendship or relationship wise. Yeah. I remember you were talking about that in your episode. Yeah. Of wanting to like take up more space and that's kind of how i felt not just relationship right. like yeah my friendships yeah you know? right that's a good point um let's move on to the second part of this uh yeah. topic the inter like asian group dating u.s born asians dating asian asians and also asians dating other asian ethnicities that are out of your group i want to start up by saying you know very similar to the first question the interracial and like quote unquote like races that Asian people are not happy with you dating. I feel like for Koreans, this is just my personal experience. Obviously I'm not talking about all Koreans. Living in and growing up in Korea, other Asian people were seen as like the worst people <laughs> you could date. I feel like in my family. Like they were like oh. so yeah. racist against other Asians. Mm -hmm. Um and obviously, again, not every Asian, but like that was like a huge taboo. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's been something that I think that's been I think a lot of people that live in Asia, Asian people in Asia, when they come to the States, they're like, oh, my God, like you don't know the difference between me yeah. and like Chinese people. And like mm -hmm. they get really like taken aback because they're so shocked that it's not a big thing here. Mm -hmm. And so I think my personal experience is that in Asia to date between Asian races is I think very looked down upon wow. um, and then and then I guess my other experience that I've seen is that I don't see a lot of Asian Americans dating Asian Asians um, yeah. that mm -hmm. I know of but maybe that's just like what I've seen yeah, yeah. Um, so my I'm gonna talk about my, I'm like is my family listening I don't know um, so <laughs> my dad is like a, a Japanese American, so he's like third generation. So I'm technically yeah. fourth generation. Mm. My mom is from Japan, mm. so right. I kind of see like both perspectives, and I would agree that there is almost more hostility towards other Asians than there are other races. If that makes sense, like there's way more racism it. towards like non-Japanese, like like almost um, stereotypes yeah. come much quicker because my mom grew up in Japan. Like she's like, we're not the same as, you know, these other Asians. Mm -hmm. And so oh. mm -hmm. I do think there is some weird inter-Asian racism that my, my dad doesn't necessarily have the same mentality because he mm. like grew up in America. Um, yeah. And so yeah. it's interesting seeing that. Um, and I would also agree, I went to Berkeley, so surrounded by Asian people. Um, right. I think Mike- <laughs> not, not to brag. Not to yeah. brag. Um, but Mike, I think was talking about that the last episode where mm -hmm. he was like, yeah, in Berkeley you don't have a choice. You date Asian people because it's only Asian people. And there is for sure a separation between like, Asian, Asian, and then Asian American. Right. Yeah. Like right. for I sure. That at my college yeah. too, for sure. Yeah. They think, don't like. Psh, 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 psh. No. I think there is a separation. I think as an as an Asian born like I'm American born Asian. Mm -hmm. When you date another 
Asian person from Asia, I it's like interracial dating mm, a little bit because yeah. the cultural yes. specificities are so different. Yeah, and yeah. my theory is that you don't. It's a pairing that you don't see as often because. Uh, because we look alike mm. we assume that there is going to be a shared commonality and like uh there's you're gonna have a shared cultural like experience and upbringing mm-hmm. but that's often not the case so mm. there's this disjunction that happens and maybe we don't um have as much forgiveness for that do you know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Then have someone who looked entirely different from you. Mm-hmm. So like our approach, like the the expectation is different even going into it. Does right. That make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like you have less um, patience for it or something. Right. If they don't understand yeah. something. Also, I this I think that there is like animosity between the two groups. You know, just some something I picked up in it. You yeah. know, obviously. I wonder what that is. It just seems. I know. I remember. Yeah. At even like. Um, my school are like they're like Asians in who are like uh, born in America, mm-hmm. like would like problematically kind of use some of the people who like were international students as like like fab and like yeah. you know like mm. be like oh, I'm not that I I know I know Eng-, you know like yeah, yeah. there's kind of yeah. like that attitude and um yeah it's like com- it it does feel like there is a maybe it's like an internalized thing of like, I don't want to be seen as like completely othered like that. No, I'm like, I'm like, um, American. So, and even vice versa. I feel like Asians from Asia are like, ew, like look at them. They're so like, why they, like, I think Brian and I always talk about this when we go to Korea, they're like, I can tell you live in America because of how you walk. And you eat you eat like and a weird so fucking weird stylish. What, what yeah, are those why are you wearing, shoes? What are you wearing? Wait, on a also, date? a lot of the international students at my school were like, rich as like yeah. princes in like, like you're so poor <laughs> <laughs> yes um, our, our friend yeah. group made a joke like <laughs> like the people they could buy my whole like uh family my they could buy my whole family <laughs> like kind of <laughs> the joke ends <laughs> oh, there, yeah. the joke ends oh, there yeah, that's it that, that's not even a joke that was just the fact yeah that's <laughs> the fact <laughs> just a fact has anyone in here because you know we're all I guess I mean I was I was born in Korean but I'm very I was born in Korea but I'm very Americanized. Has anyone in here dated an Asian person from Asia? I did, but I he went to like American school mm. in Beijing, and mm-hmm. so I think he's part of the wealth the very wealthy mm-hmm, group, mm-hmm. and so I don't know if that's exactly the same because all of his friends were like international, right. like they weren't just Asian people from China. Like mm-hmm. if they they were just like their it's his friend group was very diverse, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and I felt like pop culturally he was also like culturally everything was very american so i don't know if it counts i will say the only difference was like random little things that we talked about growing up was very different because he was in china but like otherwise pretty american so i don't know if that counts Mm -hmm. yeah i've gone on dates with asian women from asia specifically yeah i've gone on a few dates uh they didn't like progress past uh, like one or two dates in my experience was there like some sort of cultural misalignment thing that you felt or it was just like it was just like not can no chemistry or something it was more a chemistry thing mm. but uh for me personally like comedy is really important in my life and mm. a lot of that is real like co- comedy is conveyed through a lot of pop culture references and yeah. like right. american specificities so i just felt like i wasn't 
wholly entirely like I wasn't able to be entirely myself at times because there would just be like uh, misunderstandings. Yeah. Were these people Korean? Yeah. Did they speak? Did you speak to them in Korean? Uh, Konglish, a mix. Mm. So like some Korean, like that was nice, like because I had never done that before mm -hmm, on a date. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like to be able to speak to someone in Korean in that way. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a cool experience, but I've dated yeah, a, a Korean thing. person from Korea because mm. I used to live in Korea though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I had a serious relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, it was just kind of normal. Well, I'm also, you know, fluent in Korean, which I think is a big thing because mm. like totally. obviously he didn't speak English. Right. But like at times he would just be like, he would say stuff like, you're still fucking like, because you're American like you're thinking oh. like a fucking like just it was similar they kept saying I was so loud like you're so like <laughs> oh, a, wow. not in a bad way yeah, but they're yeah. just like I had never met this kind of energy before is what they're saying like oh. kind of like brash and irreverent wow yeah like Ethel Merman yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel Mer big Ethel Merman energy big Ethel Hart. Merman energy from Brian yeah. <laughs> for um, sure that okay. vibe eh? anything else about that topic before we move on that's, I've yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, case closed. There's nothing yeah, more to I talk we about. We figured it out. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> that's wrong all. That's all again. Everything. It's all Korean. <laughs> Freaking Koreans. Done. We solved it again. We solved check. Asians Next are question. racist. <laughs> okay, this topic I'm really excited about because we got our first ever message from a real life Asian fuckboy. <laughs> which was yes, yay! they we exist. Which, we ex representation. Awesome. Representation Is matters. Is, am I making this up or is this like an actual very popular stereotype of the Asian fuckboy? Yeah, like, Kevin Wen. Like that, Kevin right? Wen. That's a, yeah. that's a, a Kevin Wen. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're for sure. I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah. you know, I think Brian earlier was saying fuckboys are everywhere, but yeah. we did get, okay, we got the rambly, there was a rambly jambly message, I call it, from this fuckboy. And I was like, he was like, do you want me he was like, yeah. why do chicks keep leaving their bras oh my God, at my I'm place hard. for other chicks to <laughs> see? That's what his message is. It was like really long. Oh and there God. were lots of emojis. It was funny. If that was an emoji, he threw that in there. Um, and then he was saying, he was Slow saying like, I'm, he literally said, I am like, a, what's it called when you're trying to do something? Like, I'm aspiring fuck boy. And he was like, oh, talking about yeah. his fuck boy roommate. And yeah. then he was like, uh, do, uh, does everyone like use protection? I want to just like this oh rambly jambly. And I was uh -huh. like, I was like, sir, thank you for this beautiful <laughs> message. Or also DM me. Um, yeah. But then we also got a bunch of messages from cishat Asian women mm -hmm. yeah. who were talking about cishat Asian men that they were dating who had all these fuckboy characteristics. Oh. And I was like, oh, it's like the Asian fuckboy a thing. Is that a real thing? Or is it just yeah, fuckboys are a thing for every culture? And there are a lot of cis like Asian women that are dealing with this, right? Yeah. And then I got this one message that I'm going to read really quick. Um, it said, how different attachment styles affect us and how a short toxic relationship can fuck us up more than a less toxic, longer relationship. Example, anxious attachment to avoidant. How being raised in an Asian household my, might predispose attachment styles to be less secure and how that manifests not just in dating context, but also interpersonally and at work. And how I read that that was this might be me interpreting this like this but is there or you know i guess the question i want to ask is like is there like a predisposition that asian men might have due to their culture that might lead them to act out in these like fuckboy avoidant attachment styles mm. that's how i read that 
you know, might be just me. Yeah, I mean, like, I just speaking off of my interactions with Asian fuckboys and Asian, some Asian bros, I feel like there is an element of, like, overall Asian... Um, difficulty getting in touch with emotion and and accessing just um in general and i've had to like kind of even like do do work to like get back in touch with my own emotions too when i was but i also think there's like a toxic masculinity element on top of that right yeah that's just like not about being asian yeah yeah and so you're saying you've struggled with those like things that you had you thought you had to work on in yourself? Yeah, or just like feeling when I was in the closet, I felt like like really detached and like I just kind of, I didn't want to like speak or like, I kind of felt like I, I like the facade I wanted to put on was like that one of an Asian, but that's like its own like element yeah. to being in the closet too. But I do feel like there is like an added element of like, you know, I feel like, there's some cultures where you're taught to be like, ah, like you're just fighting, you know, maybe like yeah. Italian culture more is like, you know, you just speak what you say, yeah. you think, I don't know, don't cancel me, but like, <laughs> oh, the Italians, Italians are, are going to cancel <laughs> The Italians are going to be like, how dare you? Yeah. Italian friends defend my ass right now. But um, I think that, <laughs> I think that Dylan Palladino um, I think that there's like an added toxic masculinity element. That's For sure. Like yeah. 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 I. I mean, I've talked. I talked about this when we first started doing the podcast together, which was around two years ago. Uh -huh, me. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, I was a fucking fuckboy. Then it was rooted in a lot of toxic masculinity. And like, just being a man, just being yeah. I guess, or do you think having this is the question, and I don't want to push this on to our cultures because I don't think that's fair. But yeah. like, do you think being Asian and your childhood and upbringing had anything to do with those sort of behaviors like just personally mm. just for you brian park uh yeah so the fuckboy thing for sure that was uh you know as a man like we're taught like um sorry as a man we are uh influenced in society to act a certain way or have like quote-unquote conquests but right. uh but on top of that it's emphasize even more as an asian guy because everyone says like you're unfuckable and you're not sexy so i'm oh. like oh yeah so i'm not fuckable well like fuck you let me go i'm gonna go out there and yeah. prove it to you all right. it's like a different right. flavor of right. fuck boy kind of yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. proving like, something oh, okay so that's like that la layer of like that racist idea that asian men are like not masculine do you think adds on to the on top of the regular like toxic masculinity that everyone else has yeah i think so that's that's a good point i i could see that but then in terms of attachment styles mm. this isn't specific to masculinity but yeah i think the that's what i have i still navigate in my relationship today is there's a difference in i'm code switching as like being quote-unquote very asian at home to appease my parents and their worldview and then i code switch in american society and my other relationships with my friends or my my lovers and it there's like a lot of wires cross there so mm. you know at home and one thing that's become um, more apparent to me is like when i'm at home and you know i was uh, i was there for thanksgiving um i have this tendency to assume that what my parents are saying is like very critical but that's how like mm -hmm. my parents justify it as a love language yes. like 
well, if I didn't care about you, right. I wouldn't give you this feedback or only your parent, only your family is going to care about you to this extent mm. where we are being critical of you in this way. Mm-hmm. And then so I carry that with me. And so in my regular day to day relationships, someone can just ask me a question and then I'll assume that I'm <laughs> like in trouble or mm-hmm. I'll assume yeah. that I'm like, what did I do wrong? And that's something that I need to work on because I have like an anxiety built in around that. That sounds like a very Asian experience. <laughs> no, really, but like... You Am know. I the only one who experiences yes. this? I don't know. No, no that's we all do. That's why I'm, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that too. I think that like, okay, I'm really bad at understanding attachment styles, but in terms of love language yeah. things, I feel myself totally having the same thing, which is when you're with... The way you were raised, yeah. it is like you are very like critical because yeah. they love you, but mm-hmm. everything is kind of shown through like acts of service. Like I'm going to cook you this thing or whatever, but then you go into the world where you're not like like with a bunch of people who are not Asian and raised with the right. same values. And then the way you show love is so different yeah. or like the expectation is different of what love is. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, and I think everyone fuck boy or not has to like navigate that but i yeah. going back to the fuck boy thing i do think there is a proving yourself vibe mm-hmm. i don't know oh, yeah mm-hmm. i'm like, not saying I, i'm yeah. a fuck boy and i have to prove yeah. i'm actually a fuck yeah boy too. like it's like yeah i'm gonna like because of yeah. all the stereotypes there is a vibe sometimes where it's like well I actually don't like i'm down for whatever like yeah. i don't like yeah. need to be attached to anything mm-hmm. kind of so all the straight Fuck bo- Asian fuckboys, you exist. You exist. You and are, yeah. you're, valid. you're valid. Your identity is, is so valid. valid. And also, <laughs> to all the aspiring Asian fuckboys, <laughs> real fuckboys move in silence. Right? <laughs> you don't need a, nothing to prove out there. You're yeah. in your bed in Bushwick and Listen someone is taking the L train to you. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you about my That's experience right, with fuckboys. <laughs> the people, like the most, I have so much experience with fuckboys. The people that fuck the most literally i would have never fucking guessed that there was anyone else there fucking they're like fucking yes. like three four people a sure. night after yes. i went home would have never guessed no would have thought that yeah. i thought we were getting married yes he i was saying we had a future together you know yes that's real fuck boy. boys are like the nicest like accommodating yeah. like you don't <laughs> see it it's level. under the yeah. water psycho so manipulation level yeah. touching your hair yeah. like double yes. long bottom yeah <laughs> Yeah, you don't know. You don't. You're know. the one. I think they're telling you that you're the one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Neville got it so much at Hogwarts. Ne- Neville is Neville's Asian. Asian. Uh-uh. And then, and then I guess like <laughs> the other thing, dating as a yeah. So I guess dating as an Asian man, just be a fucking fuckboy. Don't lie to people though. Come on. Don't lie. Use protection, yeah. man. You, you know who you are that messaged me. And don't use protection. Don't and lie cl- to and people. And clean Just your be room. Honest. Yeah. You Just know be you honest. left that bra out there on purpose to hurt some yeah. feelings. Oh yeah. Who was that? <laughs> I'm the that guy was who me. Messaged you. No, he said another girl did that. Like a girl um, left it to make sure that the other girls would see. That's what he was saying. Oh, but bras are so expensive. I, I would literally never leave that. Bitch, if is I that found someone else's student? bra and this fuckboy was like, "Hey, is this yours?" I'd be like, yes. "Maybe, yeah." <laughs> it is. It's a free bra. Yes, it is, bitch. Yes. Yes, it is. I Did that. I tell you this one time? I went to this guy's house and uh, his like somebody I don't know who ex girlfriend or maybe someone he was having sex with had like a Celine purse. I was like, oh, you mean our Celine purse? Borrow this on the weekend. Yes. You get this when you get it. It's like a lost and found bin in his apartment. It's like yeah. well, just like kind of take one. I did see it, and I don't care. You can have him. Can I have your purse? Exactly. 
That's all right. Solid. Anything else to say? Should we no, move on? Nothing. More. Nothing. We solved We've it. Said it all. We solved yeah. it. Yeah. We solved we it. We keep solving yeah. the problem. Asian straights, you're hot. You're we hot. did it. Okay, we did it. Fuck boys. Yeah. Okay. Number four. Okay. This was a big topic last time. We got so many, so many comments about this, but we couldn't get to it because we ran out of time last time. Coming out during the pandemic, specifically, we had multiple uh, messages from cishet Asian women uh, coming out. I guess not het cis Asian women mm-hmm. coming out and saying that they were either bisexual or gay and they were too afraid to uh, go to look into it. I had, we had a, one message about a woman that was like, <clears throat> she was like, I think she even said, I am a lesbian, mm-hmm. or maybe bisexual, but I feel like I'm a lesbian and I'm too scared to like, uh, I'm going to say she's a lesbian. You're a lesbian. <laughs> and then other people who are <laughs> like, Wait, I came out as bisexual. <laughs> one message from a woman that was in a relationship a heterosexual relationship and her partner um, agreed to open up the relationship or she wanted to ask him mm-hmm. to open up the relationship yeah. with other women. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a huge issue and I think that coming out during the pandemic was a huge issue for everybody. Yeah. Yes. Um, 100%. But the, the added, I think the added layer for Asian people, I'm just going to read this comment really quick before we start to t- talk about is the parents thing again yeah. because I think for, you know, obviously most, a lot of old people are homophobic, unfortunately, but for Asians, it's like the number one, the first question, like we still want to keep them in our lives, right? Yeah. So the comment we got about this was, my parents are immigrants from Korea. Again, the Koreans! God. <laughs> racist There's Koreans! more Japanese yes, homophobic representation yeah. too. How dare they This is actually that. the Japanese. When they colonized us, we, you, you they imbued those values. We were just having butt sex and you came in and ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. My bad. I like this deflection. Okay. My parents are immigrants from Korea and are low-key homophobic. Low-key. Low-key. A little bit. Yeah. Are you sure they're Korean? They pretend to be understanding and say that love is love, but not when it comes to their own offspring. It is oh, very yeah. conditional. It's total bullshit and yeah. I don't know how to deal. Hearing it on the podcast would be cool things. I think this person is saying that maybe... They are, um, you know, on the LGBTQIA spectrum. And yes. so they're experiencing that with their parents to them, mm-hmm. their, mm-hmm. their child, even mm-hmm. though outwardly they're like, love is love. Sure. Um, what do you think about all this coming out during the pandemic? You know, parents being yeah. homophobic. What do you think? Yeah. Um, everyone looks to the gay. Okay. Um, I love, no, I, yeah, but Ask I mean, gay. like thinking about um, that experience, I also... You know, I I feel pretty fortunate that my parents, I came out to them in high school. I also have a gay twin brother and they were pretty accepting, honestly. And I feel fortunate for that. But even still, it was like hard because internalized homophobia and everything. But I do feel like when it comes to if you know that your parents are, it comes down to what how much are you, you know, being in the closet sucks. It just sucks. And hiding a part of yourself from other people and friends, it's it's so, it is, you don't realize it until after you do it, but it is so much energy to hide mm. yourself. And I think it's like a conversation with yourself, like, ultimately it's in their control. It's in their, it, it's your decision how much you're willing to like, uh, I don't know if the word is sacrifice, but also I, I also am going to say that the fact that they are outwardly like love is love, it's not a bad sign. Yeah. And mm. there might be room for growth. 
And I know a lot of my friends with Asian parents have come out and it was difficult for a while, but then eventually they came around and now they're like sending their daughter drag race quotes and now they're like, actually <laughs> stop, this is too much. But I, you know, it's, it's, uh, my heart really goes out cause it's a very scary, it's a scary thing to do in a bargain to a convert. It's a real like heart to heart you have to have with yourself. Mm. I think. Yeah. Is this yeah. a phenomena? Like people coming out during the pandemic? Yeah, it's yeah. huge. We got a bunch of messages about yeah. it. I'm yeah. surrounded by people who came really? out. Really? Yeah. Well, I wonder why that is. Well, probably just like s- sitting at home sitting thinking at about home. your, yeah. you know, hot stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, like, horny. and it's like the world could end literally any moment. Exactly. Like, yeah. why it's even live like, a lie why anymore? Stop, why hold in? Exactly. I think, you know, this might be another sort of like racist sort of stereotype or belief that I have. Well, now that you prefaced it, it's okay to say now. Now I can say it. (laughs) Now I can, I'm Korean. Can't Um, cancel her. I I feel like this, I actually disagree with this, but I already disagree with what I'm about to say. But I I think there are a lot of Asian closeted people. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more than other cultures because the culture is so um, homophobic. I I know a bunch that live in Korea, Korea. Yeah. Maybe less in like America, yeah. but in Korea, Korea. Like my mom says all the time, she's like, "Well, there there are. I know gay people aren't real because there's no gay people in Korea." Like she mm-hmm. says things like that, mm-hmm. and she's like, "It's just like a trend that Americans invented, mm-hmm. which is funny." Sure. Yeah, it's hilarious, kind of <laughs> sad. I don't Damn. know the but, real hoax. No, just I'm, I mean, but I mean masks. Um, work so actually <laughs> yeah. gay people are yes, yes. this is just uh throwing this out there are, maybe are we being too hard on our parents like we won't know and you'll never know until you yeah set them down and have yes. a conversation yes. about also, the hard difficult thing that you're yeah. grappling with also i want to say That's there is true. a big element even when i came out there's like a sense of like my, i was like oh my god they're gonna they're gonna they're not gonna accept me that's what i was afraid of they're yeah. not they're actually not yeah because i'm like yeah they're liberal but like their own son being gay that's a whole other thing mm-hmm. but they were and also i came out me and my twin brother came out to our japanese grandparents who we were like do they even know what gay is yeah. like and my mom ended up doing it and she ended up actually being like you know th- it's like this generation and yeah it's i i still she actually like mentioned like that wow. she loved us and Aww. my mom was even like the fuck she's never <laughs> said that in her life <laughs> i mean like there is a sense your mom's of, like i'm also gay yeah my, you love me hey, i do love me just kidding just want to <laughs> hear you say that yeah but i mean yeah. There is a sense of like, you know, your internalized homophobia doesn't come from nowhere, but it's also its own mm. shield. And yes. you you might surprise yourself with how far people can come. And the fact that your parents are are even like if, if it's shitty that it's like, you know, um, performative that they're like love is love. It kind of signals to me that they are that it's better than other parents that I've like, yeah. Right. yeah. No, honestly. So you're saying that for you, it was like part of it was yes, maybe your parents would be upset, but yeah. it was like s- part of it was your internalized homophobia exactly. against yourself, against myself. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, they voted for Obama, and like, well, yeah. like they've said their homophobic things in the past too. My yeah. too. But right. also, 
the ones my mom was like, Clay Aiken, more like gay Aiken. And I was like, <laughs> what? Were, when you were like, like okay. Like, <laughs> we were like, okay, I'm going <laughs> like to remember that. Yeah. I'm going to remember that, Yoshko. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I like Brian's point too. I think that like relates to what you said. You don't know until you talk to them. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's just but scary. I wonder if this it, person it, talked to them. I, don't, I, I, can't, I can't piece it yeah. together. Well, yeah. I'm just coming at it. It's such a trope in Asian culture of like dutiful Asian daughter, dutiful Asian son. Yeah. But, I believe that love is goes in two directions. It's bi-directional. Like, yes. Like parents are. It's bi. Yeah. Love is And yeah, I do recommend coming out to a close circle of friends first, so you have a solid like foundation yeah. of like these people have my back, and I know that they're in my corner no matter what. Yeah. Just so it's like a little less scary because the parents that was like the scariest yeah. one for me. Yeah. But that's great you know, advice. Yeah. What I do you, really yeah. recommend that. What do you, one last, I guess, thing about this. Uh, what do you think about the people that are afraid to take the next step because they were like, I think I'm bi, I think I'm a lesbian, I think I'm yeah. gay. And yeah. they're like afraid. Like, what do you think about that? Any ideas? What, what Any is thoughts? the next step? Like in terms of dating? Yeah, like I, oh. one message we had, She, this person was like, I, I am bi, but I just like can't, you know, I'm like, and she said that she signed up on these dating apps and she says she can't like, she's too scared to like go meet a woman mm. Mm. think about that meet, meet. i feel like you can go i mean i haven't but i feel i have a lot of friends who um made the concerted effort to date women women dating women for mm. the first time this um past year post mm -hmm. the pan not post pandemic but like as the world started opening opening up because of the pandemic and all the reflection mm -hmm. and um i i from what i've heard it i know it's like i think if you go into it without any expectation just to see what the experience is of just going yeah. on a date without any expectations of where it's going to lead yeah. i feel like that mm -hmm. was like a good way for my friends to like get into it and I, figure it out yeah i also am remembering like i remembered like when i first went on dates with guys there was like a, even a sense of me like yeah I'll fuck guys but like dates with guys that's gay like i was like <laughs> i even had like that i was like it, it's it was, like me and my brother were even were by the way we're both like the gayest people you know but we were like yeah i imagine myself like with a girl but like I'll fuck guys. <laughs> but it takes time yeah. to really marinate in your brain like mm -hmm. I want to be romantic mm -hmm. with a with someone of my you know uh, with uh, the uh, with my same with a girl or a guy and it takes baby steps like yeah my, the first date might feel like oh people are looking at us that's mm -hmm. I remember I felt that like uh. oh people are looking at us mm -hmm. but it takes like more and more dates you do the more people you meet and more other queer friends you meet, mm -hmm. the more you can truly like, yes, I can truly imagine like in being in love, creating a life together and doing, you know, and I, that's something that's like a process for everyone. I'm yeah. Going that. And I think the internalized homophobia thing is a yeah. big thing in there. Cause I remember the first time I had like, cause you know, everyone knows I'm bi. I'm like, you know, I identify as queer. Mm -hmm. I I remember the first time I had like a serious thing with a woman and it was like this huge shift in my head mm. that I was like, and it was like what you just said, going out and being like, oh, I could like imagine a life with this person. Yeah. This is like a relationship. And it's like, and feeling that shift in my head made me realize that I had so much internalized homophobia. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. I was like, and then part of me was like, like what you said, like everyone's looking at me. Ah! Yeah, that's what I'm like. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get hit. Hate you know, primed, like yeah. Primed. Yeah. And it was literally like we're in like Chelsea or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're at like, a gay bar. Yeah. I'm gonna get hate primed at this gay bar. Don't. I got hate primed. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah. <laughs> white man. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, and but then like just feeling that shift in my head yeah. Yeah. made me realize that I had a lot of internalized homophobia. It wasn't even mm. like you know. And, and you it don't was, like, realize how much you have. That little, yeah, yeah. Until you person. like go on the dates and do the stuff. Yeah. And then I had a part where I was like, I'm gay. <laughs> Like I wanted, like, I was like, "Look at me, get out of my way." I'm gay. I had that, like, you know, like that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. pride. Okay, you which is did a musical. Love. Yeah, I was like, "Excuse me, no, 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 I'm gay. I'm gay. Excuse me, get out of my way." Ooh, I'm gay. Yeah, I had that moment yeah. too. It's great. Whatever. Life is That's funny. All right, we're on to our last topic. We're running out of time, which is perfect. Okay. Perfect timing. Um, <clears throat> it's the worst, not the worst, but oh, the no. scariest landminey one, and this is how we get canceled. So, okay. um, we also we <laughs> also for impact. Okay. It's uh, Asian physical features. Okay. And so they, <laughs> one of them is, I, I really like how this is worded. The f- this is, I think, touchy because, again, it's been weaponized against, I think, Asia, both people, anybody mm-hmm. that's yeah. Asian, to be honest. But how it's weaponized against Asian women, I think, is in a way that it almost is a pretend flattery Mm -hmm. but even though it's racism and how it's weaponized against men is just straight up harmful and like painful racism Mm. but the first uh message we got concerning this says thanks for all you do i don't know why i read that part sorry (laughs) good job us (laughs) okay the question is no notes (laughs) yeah Yeah. good job what are the ethics of attraction especially with respect to race or even beauty intelligence or what the other person has to offer should we strive to be more fair in who we choose to date and partner with affirmative action dating seems cringy i don't know if i like how that's worded but but so too does only dating narrowly so i think this kind of touches on like should we date people even if it even if we don't like have like even not just attract looking but like intelligence like as a whole person that you're not necessarily attracted to oh, to even out the playing field. Not even field. relating to race, just about like general attraction. Is that what that is? Or I, more I think this related? person is saying trying to be like, oh you like even out the playing field in all ways. But I think uh, for the sake of this conversation, yeah. we should keep it because the the term affirmative actions used obviously. Yeah. So I think what they meant was like which also touches on that uh, episode of invisibilia because this woman, this Asian woman wasn't attracted to Asian men. Mm. So she forced herself to go on all these dates with Asian men to like rewire her brain. Yeah. She found it problematic that she was only attracted to white people. Right. So I think this is like the, along the lines of that, like, should you sort of make the effort to change your attraction? Mm. This is one of those hard ones again. I think, Per, also, from personal, from where I'm coming from, a little bit, I you're you gonna know, get so canceled. I'm like tread carefully. <laughs> Be careful. No, but I am like I think that in also I'm like truly not having sex and I'm not doing that. But like when it comes to attraction stuff, I am trying. To, I am making like a little bit of an effort to like. Don't like, don't like go like master. I'm like, I, I, I ration my white porn. So it's like every like, Mm. (laughs) that's honestly for me, like I, I, I'm like, try to like limit the amount of, um, I mostly like watch not white porn, but then like, I kind of like 
will like sometimes watch it. But I remember there was a time when it was like most of the porn I watched was that. Mm. And it's like I had to make a concerted effort to like, no, it's like, yes, of course. Like I remember a time when I, I grew up around like like gorgeous Asians and I was like I always thought Asians were so like I'm like yeah my um all my, the Asians around me are so hot and then I moved to New York and I started to feel like less hot because of how I was treated like either as like seen as like a fetish thing or just flat out not in the cards we're not like you're not right. yeah you're not attractive at all mm-hmm. and then it's like I started to internalize that and like like believe it and then see like go like see that around me and then I had to like oh wait what just happened I had like start to go in the opposite direction yeah mm. if that makes sense yeah well that's interesting because you were like almost reflecting how you were being treated and that like mm-hmm. you know that like made you like curb your uh attraction values i i have to say i i did something like this where something similar but in real life yeah whereas where i stopped dating white people period for Mm -hmm. i think it was like two years Mm -hmm. on purpose because Mm -hmm. i same thing i was like i if i didn't make the effort yeah yeah then the things the people who were coming to me were only white people yeah so i was like there's something going on here so i Mm -hmm. made the effort and um i and I, I understand what this person is saying by that sounds cringe, but obviously there's an unfair balance towards yeah. white people yeah. being yeah. somehow, I don't mm. know why, like yeah. they're being like sh- showing up more than other people. Yes. Right. So yes. it's almost like I have to like balance it out. And then, and also I think that that shows internalized racism on my part because, yeah. you know, the fact that, uh, just going back to that other uh, podcast that we were talking about, Invisibilia, the woman said, there's a reason I'm getting white guys because yeah. I'm clicking on the white guys. Yeah. And that yeah. means that's my algorithm. So totally. obviously something's yeah. fucked up with me that I don't even under- understand. Right. I'm not even conscious of it. Yeah. So you, I have to correct that. Mm-hmm. And I, I also did that. I was like, obviously I'm doing this without knowing it and I have to correct that to, to sort of really understand what's going on but it sounds like for both of you you wanted to you noticed something and you wanted to correct it like i think my opinion is people might be upset because it seems overly oversimplified or kind of reductive yeah and it's that i don't think like we don't we technically like don't have to do anything like i don't think it's right to police how other people date so if you're not if you're like i i think yeah Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you should you know, if you're open to it, you should identify like why, how your attraction works. Are you hurting someone? If the answer is no, or if it yeah. doesn't feel, it feels like it's coming from a weird place, then mm-hmm. I don't think you really like. Do you need to correct anything? I think over pathologizing things is yes. like yeah. just as weird too. I yeah. agree. Well, sorry, mm-hmm. just to say really quick, and then uh, I. I did that because I thought that was problematic for me and yeah. I right. didn't want to be that kind of person. Yeah. And I That's wanted right. to, so. I wanted to explore why I was behaving like that. Yeah. Right. I don't think, you know, if you're only matching with white people, that's like fine. And you're, you're okay with that. That's fine. I know. You don't it's want mostly to. like, yeah. like you, how do you feel exactly. about that and how care you? And then like, yeah. then like, it was just an internal thing with me that I was getting very angry and getting yeah. very me like, too. wait, what? I don't like what I'm getting. Yes, yeah. right. and then I was I going like on these dates feels. and I was getting upset because yeah. I was like, I don't want to be around these people. Yeah, They're saying yeah, weird yeah. things to me <laughs> sure, and I got to sure. get out of this. Exactly, and so that's, that's why. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think like if you just 
everyone has to just look at their own patterns and understand what's causing it. We all have internalized racism mm -hmm. right. every day in every interaction, everything we do. Koreans. And it's like Koreans. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> only Koreans have it. <laughs> We're all Koreans. We have never yeah, been wrong that, in history. Yeah, just Japanese people sorry. are Stop. very good. No, no, um, sorry. Oh my gosh, cut kidding. that, cut that out. I'm not cutting just it just out. Kidding. We're not cutting no, it out. We're terrible. I'm gonna turn that into a so I think like if you look at your patterns and you kind of understand what's driving these things like why do you always date white men or whatever it is right. or why do you always date Asian women because that's obviously a fetishization that I see a lot yeah, and yeah. I am constantly hyper aware of that for myself mm -hmm. I think you have to look at that but I also think if you get to a point where you're flipping and then you're like well I have to date one person who's this and one person who's that there's also that's, that's also weird, weird yeah. because yeah. You're, that's also weirdly yeah. almost like fetishization in the other direction it's not really sure. fixing anything so right. I don't know it's a you have to just like determine that on your own if you don't have a problem with the fact that you're only dating this kind of person and it's it's like it's your it's life you. yeah. no one cares literally you, you know right. i always we yeah. always people make fun of like asian people who date white people or whatever but like if you're okay with that who cares dude yeah. like we don't care yeah you know? yeah no, it's all up or to you. Whatever. Um, the last, the last part of this uh, topic that I wanted to read, it's actually uh, somebody wanted us to discuss. the The message is kind of long. Somebody wanted us to discuss body dysmorphia as for Asian men, huh. and he just said, again, like um, obviously the insecurities assigned to Asian men are emasculating with their height and the penis size thing of course but he also asked about other and i think this will relate to all asians not just asian men the other parts of asian physical um physical features such as um colorism like darker pigmentation mm -hmm. scars mm -hmm. issues that uh, asians have stretch marks balding um he also asked um bigger face larger faces just any like sort of like insecurities that they have about asian um features that again aren't necessarily only asian but like just body dysmorphia and and how that ties into um asian people and especially in in terms of like dating what are your thoughts about that mm -hmm. i mean from like a very general macro perspective i feel like i I'm at the right page of 30. I'm still like trying to feel good about myself. I feel like there's a lot of internalized racism I'm still working through. Cause um, I, this is, I don't know if I talked about this on the episode I was on, but uh, there's one line from my middle school, like that I re will always remember. I was in sixth grade and someone told me that I'm hot for an Asian girl. And like, I will never forget that, mm. which is like, once again what 20 years ago like yeah. that'll never leave my head because i was like oh i'm can be attractive but only i will always 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 be below whatever who, other white people yeah um mm -hmm. and so i think that's a constant struggle i was actually talking about this with my my asian friends like a, a month ago about the feel like have you ever felt sexy as like an as an like an asian person like we all kind of grew up in different asian cultures and we're like because in our cultures attractiveness is almost like cutesy mm. like you're cute you're like a little girl <laughs> mm. like purity especially in like japan it's like that's yeah. very much like what is attractive yeah. and so i feel like i'm still working on that too it's like weird kind of things where i'm like i'm supposed to be petite and little and like naive and innocent is like kind of what i've been ingrained with mm -hmm. um so i think 
I don't know if that's exactly body dysmorphia, but it is just like um, values that I've attached to my own body and like physicality and like what I what I define as beautiful or have been mm. told to be defined as beautiful. Um, so yeah, that's always on top on the top of my head. Like, mm. do, do any of you have? Yeah, like, that's weird. Yeah. That's just you. Yeah, that's just a me was, thing. She was vulnerable. I'm just kidding. Let's cancel Brian, everybody. Wow, did everyone get? Brian doing that? Yeah, everyone got Brian doing that. <laughs> Cancelled. I guess like I guess along the lines of the that's I feel like that's Jenny, funny. I feel like so many people that you're hot for an Asian person oh, for sure. oh, yeah. is so yes. like sneakily the most racist thing yes. in the world. That's so oh, racist. Yeah. And I know Brian's yeah. heard that a lot, right? Yeah. Brian, you've yeah. heard that? And it's crazy because Brian is like very like attractive. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not hitting it, obviously. You're my friend. Like just like, <laughs> I mean, I think we're all extremely attractive. But like Brian is like a modely person. And like yeah. white people will say that to Brian. Like, oh, yeah. you're hot for an Asian. I'm like, what, bitch? No. Yeah. That's why you just gotta a be human. a fuck boy. And <laughs> yeah. Double down. Someone Double down. Their bra. Is this yeah. your bra? This is a, oh, it's not? You gotta go full Joker mode and just yeah. become a fuck boy. This is a big F you to society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bouncing um, off Jenny, have you, has anyone in here ever felt like obsession about like a body part yeah, that maybe is when I was, considered for Asian? Sure. When I was Asian. younger, mm -hmm. I was really insecure about my legs because I'm bow-legged. And oh. so I would try to find like celebrities who were like bow-legged and I would notice like a lot of Asians are bow-legged and I was like so hyper-obsessed with just my legs and the way that I never wore mm -hmm. shorts. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even notice that I, you're bow-legged. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. I, uh, yeah. I remember I was, and it's like even something like my cheeks a little bit because my, my Japanese family has like kind of bigger cheeks and stuff. And like, I remember in pictures, like, I know it's kind of funny, but I'd be like, <laughs> like, kind of like, I'd like bite my cheeks yeah, a little yeah. bit in high school or like or like just yeah. do like stuff like that a little bit no i totally get, i had yeah. the same japanese like flat yes round yes. face yeah, yeah, yeah where yeah, like yeah, sunglasses my... never fit my face same. or like whatever and <laughs> yeah. i'm super i mean like i'm just like now kind of working on like why that is yeah right but yeah, yeah that's like bothered me for forever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i remember and i just want to say that uh, a thing that's helped me is as I've gotten older, I've sort of realized how much advertising and just me popular media in general, like influenced these insecurities of mine. Mm -hmm. Cause anything yeah. you yeah, see, yeah, yeah. it's a, it's just hyper, like it's a hyper most exaggerated version of that thing. Mm -hmm. So I identify with you, Jenny, where yeah, there are moments like I, it's just sex in general. I'm like, am I sexy? This feels weird. This yeah. feels unnatural. And um, and this comes up a lot on this podcast I'm here. it's like become like a recurring joke where you know I, I say I'm like really bad in bed or like yeah. I suck at sex but then after talking to people vulnerably in the context of this podcast too maybe that's just like normal like ev across the board that. everyone yeah. thinks that everyone doesn't feel sexy all the time yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. just yeah I don't know yeah. what if you're just amazing at sex no <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, fans. I was trying sorry, for you. Yeah. I know that's the content you wanted. I was, you know, we were, we were all trying. We tried for you. We were trying for you. I try my best, but I think yeah. I think so. This I was really self conscious about my eyes because I feel like you know I feel yeah. like I have like really small eyes, 
And I remember when I was in high school, I mean, I know that all Asian people are self-conscious because like people are, we were like made fun of our, about our eyes all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember in high school, this fuck boy, AJ, <gasps> I can say his name. He's probably, fuck AJ. You, he's yeah. been 40 AJ. years. Wait, what's he his was last name? Original fuck boy. <laughs> or OJ, OJ, OJ. <laughs> OJ. The OG fuck boy that yeah. I had a crush on. That he'll end your life. He said, he said, oh, you have like really pretty eyes. And I was like, no way. And then I was like, you know, I do have pretty eyes. Like I should have believed yeah. AJ. Yeah. And then he yeah. fucked fucking Claudia in the bathroom. <gasps> don't think I forget. Wow. I didn't forget. Damn. I never had a chance with him. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was really self-conscious about my eyes. That's the story that I wanted to tell. Yeah. Same. And then now I'm like, what the hell was I talking about? Well, why was I feeling like that? But was there, is there like a specific thing or action or prescribed practice that helped you overcome this i don't know i think and also you know i'm gonna be honest i i know that this is just like most people when they're teenagers they're self-conscious you know whether you're asian or not yeah um no but even now you know the scarring thing because the person included in that message about the dark scarring yeah like i get dark scars um Mm. And even now, there's part of me when I see like a dark scar, I'm like, fuck, why do I have to be Asian? You know, like it yeah. some weird like thought like that goes yeah. in my head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I did to over, I guess just growing up and like accepting who I am. Yeah. I feel like when you start, for me, it was like realizing how much of it was programmed by like the the things that we see and white supremacy, to be honest, like mm-hmm. yeah. even beauty standards in, J- in Japan, which is like the culture I grew up with. I'm like, oh, it's so driven by European beauty. So everything is driven by like mm-hmm. white beauty standards. Yeah. And yeah. I think the more that I like grew up and like made a more diverse group of friends and like people who just own their bodies, I was like, oh, this is all not real. It's like right. we yes. made it up. Yeah. So people yep. make it up. They made it up. Made it up. And it's then, all made up. Yeah. And when you're right. a kid, you don't know it's made up. Yeah. It's adults exactly. telling you. Everyone in here, do you think that you are attractive? I'm going to leave us at that. Yes. <laughs> I think that I'm getting more attractive. And I always say this. I'm going to be so hot in my mid 40s. Like, like, seriously, I'm going to be so hot. Oh Let's God. go. Yes. Me too. <laughs> I think I just want to say I think we are everyone in here is extremely attractive I and I just want to say that I agree with that I agree I agree with that and I just want to say you know let's hype ourselves up because yeah. you know what the media is not going to yeah. let's go let's go be sluts let's go be sluts <laughs> yeah. and fuck boys Woo! okay this is our advice that we leave you on be sluts be fuck boys <laughs> don't text back don't <laughs> ah! We're all gonna become terrible people. Yay! We saw yeah. the racism. We're gonna and be, be awful. mean to Italians. That's right. And Dylan Paladini, you better fucking defend me. All right, you know it's what? over the between Italians us. The Italians are so hot. They, oh, they, yeah. they're not hurt by us seeing that. Yeah. Um, Koreans are Italian. Koreans are Italian. Well, I guess before we leave, we like to ask everyone what they're proud of. Maybe you can just go around the circle and say it real fast because we're running out of time. Uh, what are you proud of, Jenny? Um, I'm proud that I was vulnerable about dating because I'm not generally afraid of it and I'm proud that I said I'm hot. Thank you. Dylan. I'm I'm proud that I said I'm hot because then I, I'm afraid like, oh, is he? Like, what a cocky little But It's like, no, it's like, yeah. Yeah, today I do feel. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Brian, how- uh, I, I'm proud that I have wonderful Asian friends like y'all because my younger self would be... Uh, yeah, wouldn't envision myself to be where I am today because yeah. I, I used to have a lot of internalized racism and like not want to hang out with other Asians. So yeah. Yay. Look at you. <laughs>
Um, <clears throat> I'm proud that, kind of similar to what Brian said, I'm proud that, you know, doing this episode, I realized that I do come from this, like, like all most of us we there's like all these problematic things that i learned and then unlearned as an adult and i'm proud that i've done the work and i'm con- gonna continue to do that work yeah can i say one more thing yes i'm proud that i feel like i manifested a very beautiful nice asian community that i love oh my god that's like a hundred percent and i feel like i manifested and can i say something that i'm proud of for you guys what i think you have built an incredible place and platform have these conversations i'm serious feeling asian is truly like my favorite i only listen to feeling asian asian night asian and super soul sunday i'm not even kidding i like secretly promoted you guys in a newsletter I didn't even tell you till right now on yeah. air wow. because I literally love this podcast yeah, and I, it's like Truly. my life. it's like it's oh, like my so yeah that's so yeah. nice because me and Brian we just talked about how we fucking hate each other and we're not doing- <laughs> 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 we're like fuck this this is stupid <laughs> I'm just kidding that's a joke no uh, well um, yeah. Jenny and Dylan thank you for your kindness your generosity mm-hmm. your vulnerability on this episode and for our wonderful listeners where can they find you you can find me anywhere at Jenny Arimoto, my full name. Yeah, that's it. Yes. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Dylan Adler underscore, on Twitter at Dylan Adler six, and on TikTok at Dylan Adler seven. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I hopped on late to that. Nice. <laughs> Brian, how about you? Uh, you guys can find me on socials at It's Brian Park. And what about Young Me? YM Mayor and then Young Me Mayor on TikTok. Follow Feeling Asian podcast on TikTok, uh, Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel, and patreon.com slash feelingasian. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.